My back's killed me. If you ever try to shove a sea kayak down a chimney, I'm tired of this small talk. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of December 20th, 2020. This is episode 114. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Pixar, Toy Century, The Muppets, The Parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. You know, I've got to put up a poll last week about the, the investor meeting and what you thought. I had it typed up, got distracted never posted it my apologies i'm sorry but still big big news and i can't i can't even still this far out can't put my pulse on what i think was my favorite thing from that announcement um announcements and it, it, we're still getting more things that were announced afterwards i won't spoil it from the mandalorian but make sure you watch all the way through the season finale for more information and uh Everything is spectacular. And you know what? I guess Disney in itself is in the holiday spirit, in the spirit of giving. And they're giving us all these wonderful things to look forward to in the next year, year, two years, coming years, in the coming years. Um, because, well, let's face it, this has been the lackluster year. And, uh, we'll, you know, next week we'll be having our year in review and we'll we'll go into some of that stuff. But this week... I wanted to focus on something a little more positive. Um, I was contemplating on who to bring on the show. And uh, you know what? Well, we'll just get right to the show and you know, you'll see from there. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends and sponsors. Hey guys, Ralph Ralph Universe here. Are you into uh, nerdy things like Pokemon, Marvel, and Disney? You've come to the right spot. We have videos, we have games, we have contests. We just do all sorts of fun. Whether it's going live during the week or posting about an article about a new movie coming out, we do everything we can to keep you in the know and have some fun. Oh, and we have swag too. So come on, we're everywhere social media can be found and we want you to become part of our family. Stay nerdy. And now, on with the show. Oh, what a Merry Christmas Day. Hear the joyous music play. Bells are ringing, choirs singing. Oh, what a Merry Christmas Day. This week, I guess I was saying earlier, I was expecting, I was thinking of bringing on many different people on who to celebrate this holiday this Christmas episode with and um, I, I I decided to just go solo and why am I going solo because I just wanted to be a little more intimate a little more personal um, just this year just because of how this year has been the whirlwind of a year and uh, yeah I just wanted it to be me and you the listener sitting down together and I wanted to talk about Christmas holiday movies however you want to call it 
it's not one, it's not a list, it's not a top 10 list, top 20 list, a 50 list, or whatever list. But a list of movies that I enjoy watching during the holiday season. And I usually start, I try to keep it till after Thanksgiving. Sometimes it's a little hard, but usually after Thanksgiving, and I, I start the, the whirlwind between DVDs or recording on live on TV, and I'm going to try to keep it to strictly Disney, but there may be some on here that are not. Funny enough, as I'm going through it, I, I realized that a lot of them come up to be Muppets. But, uh, yeah, Muppets, for me, I mean, part of the time I was growing up, that they, they always did such wonderful, heartfelt Christmas specials. Um, one of the ones that I always watch, and I always watch at Christmas Eve, I made it a tradition in my family with my kids because I always did it and I, I thought it was a nice tradition to watch the Sesame Street again here I am already off the Disney trail but the Sesame Street Christmas special not a particular one it's Christmas Eve on Sesame Street um, from 1978 and that is one that it's the one where Big Bird is haunted by a question Oscar put in his head about well how does Sandy, Santa, Big Santa, get down those itty-bitty chimneys? If he can't figure it out, there's going to be no presents. And Big Bird drives himself crazy to the point that people can't find him uh, to try and answer this. And I think it's a fantastic episode because he's got the, the Gift of the Magi story in there. And you just have some nice, nice bits. Kermit's still in it at that point. It's just a nice fun little episode like I said I've been watching it now for all these years so it, it's and something that I've continued on with my kids and they enjoy watching it too they enjoy because Cookie Monster uh, trying to type up a or several times over multiple times try to write up a letter I think I've talked about this in past episodes and he can't he starts writing with a pencil and he eats the pencil. He tries with a typewriter. He eats the typewriter. He tries calling on the telephone. He eats the telephone. You got a lot of great, just wonderful moments there. But segue from that to another Muppet uh, special, the Muppet Family Christmas from 1987. And again, it's kind of a strange one in your... your Let's see if you look, there's some bootleg copies out there of the full version. But a lot of them you're not gonna find the whole thing out there anymore. If you if you buy the VHS or DVD, you're not getting the full episode. Um, usually there's gonna be omitted uh, a couple omitted songs and segments. One of which is the Muppet Babies, not in animation, but using actual puppets of the Muppet Babies singing a song. And then there's a act between Fozzie and the Snowman that is also omitted from the, these VHS and DVDs, and that it's sad because it's such a fun segment there of Fozzie finding a buddy and they're doing this act and people enjoying it and you could see Fozzie's face light up that people are actually laughing with him and not at him or heckling him, and it's it's a wonderful special because you also get everyone together you it's primarily the Muppets the Sesame Street gang shows up the Fraggles are in it and like I said the Muppet babies even make a, a brief bit 
wonderful, wonderful uh, story to it and great music and seeing all these characters just interact in in this story um, always, always just gets me in the mood and I, I, I always, uh, always try and make a point to, to watch that. Um, something else I always try to make a point of to watch that also kind of brings a whole bunch of characters together is Mickey's Magical Christmas. Snowed in at the House of Mouse. This is from 2001. And it's kind of a double whammy there. Because you get... it's If anyone remembers the House of Mouse TV series from the 90s, you have all your characters... Is it 90s? Yeah, I think it was 90s. 90s, early 2000s. All, all of your characters um, from Disney at the time collecting in this uh, supper club, nightclub of Mickey's. And Mickey would MC it, they would put on a show on the stage and whatnot, and they, they would show a whole bunch of different shorts, some new, some old. This one you get, again, some new ones that were made for this these episodes. And then you get some old ones. You particularly get the, the Mickey Mouse with Pluto, where they Mickey's Christmas tree, where he goes and gets the Christmas tree and the, the chipmunks are in it, uh, um, Chip and Dale. So you get that no fun one. But the kicker at the end besides the the nice story arc of you know G donald's grumpy and doesn't want to get into the holiday spirit and mickey um is trying to cheer his friend up and you know eventually figures out a way to do it you get mickey's christmas carol from 1983 as well in this so it's kind of a nice package uh program I mean, you could go watch mickey on its uh, christmas carol on its own but this one you get some other fun stuff in there as well uh, John Cleese doing a version of the Nutcracker with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, um, and Ludwig von Drake. So you get a fun version of that in there. And then you also get the, the Christmas Carol. So you get a lot of, it's a nice package um, of material. So that's always, that's always a fun one to, to look up and get involved in. Speaking of packages, you also have the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas from 1999 and Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas for 2004. Both of these, again, a lot of fun. My kids enjoy them. I enjoy watching it with them. Um, I do... I can't, it's hard to say which one I kind of like better. I think I, I think I like Once Upon a Christmas better. And the biggest difference between them Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is more traditional animation, the hand-drawn animation, where Twice Upon a Christmas is the early days of CGI animation. Both have a lot of good, fun stories in them. Um, the Twice Upon a Christmas has one where Max is at college. He comes home from college with a girlfriend. And... The whole, the whole story is sung, pretty much. I mean, you start off your little introductory part, but Max is seeing the rest of the the whole thing. And it, I, if you go back to episode 101... 101? No, episode 100. Episode 100 was uh, talking to Jim Mygon that this was originally supposed to be Roxanne, but they couldn't do it right. But it is, it's the same actress who portrayed Roxanne's voice, who did Roxanne's voice. 
So the voice is right. So if you're you're not paying attention and you hear it, it's Roxanne with with Max. Um, unfortunately, because again it was the early days of CGI, they just thought that <laughs> the hair was too complicated. And you look at her; she's got a really short haircut. So um, yeah, it, it almost looks like it should be. And my daughter even asked, "Is that supposed to be Roxanne?" I said, "I don't think so." But it actually, it, it was originally supposed to be. It is not according to the story presented to you it's some other girl um, and they even give her a different name but this originally was supposed to be Roxanne so you you got some nice stuff on that um, when Pluto unfortunately runs away because he thinks he ruined Christmas uh, Donald who just wants a hot cup of hot chocolate and gets you know the whole town singing and uh, yeah Huey Dewey and Louie going off to try and um, save Christmas for themselves so you you got some uh oh, Minnie and Mickey uh Minnie Minnie and Mickey I'm sorry Minnie and Daisy going after each other in one of these segments uh, as ice skaters and I there's a line that just always gets me cracking up is Daisy calling Minnie a dirty rat and that's just <laughs> I don't know why but I always find that funny that the duck is calling a mouse a dirty rat her best friend so that's that one's twice upon a Christmas. Once upon a Christmas, you have again a gift of a Magi story. You know, it's, it's a very common one that comes up in a lot of these holiday specials. So you have that one with Mickey and Minnie um, exchanging gifts and trying to figure out how to give a gift to each other in the difficult times, and that's something that's kind of probably appropriate to nowadays. You also have another Huey, Dewey, and Louie one. With uh, Donald, Daisy, Scrooge, and a turkey, um, and another aunt—I forget—I forget her name off the top of my head—but she, uh, but they—it's kind of like the premise of if you remember Bill Murray's Groundhog's Day, a lot like that, where they will—they wish that it was Christmas every single day, and they keep repeating it and keep repeating it until they realize what their mistakes were the first dozen time around, and they rectify. Um, rectify the day and go through it properly and that's um, again a sweet sweet story not too much music in this one is there uh, I'm trying to think Goofy trying to convince Max that Santa Claus is real and the lengths that he goes through and this is a younger Max um, almost pre this is a pre goof troop Max which is strange because they live in the same house which they moved to after and not getting that mixed up not getting into that uh, going down that rabbit hole but uh yeah so goofy um goofy's trying to convince max you know that to hold on to his faith in santa and max is not he's kind of on the fence of what's going on until he really sees what his the extent that his dad is going through to to bring this mat this Christmas magic to his son and the only thing you know everything that Goofy is doing he realizes is for him and uh, you get some really nice moments in there between Goofy and Max I, I always love the dynamic between Goofy and Max and uh, you don't sometimes you don't always get it in the Goof Troop show but you get you really get it in the Goofy movie you get it in some of these shorts as well that 
there's there's a connection between them and just how much Goofy wants to make his son happy and give him the best life possible as much as he will mess up and how, how much as he I mean Max calls it out one time you're gonna mess it up and you're gonna fall off the roof and Goofy's like no I'm not and a couple minutes later you're right I even fell off the roof so and then but also you get a bit of the relationship of Max trying to do something for his dad and realizing you know trying to you know reciprocate that um love and affection and it, it's it, it it's it's really nice it's actually really nice uh let's see what else is in that one you get you so you got a number of different things in that one um so that one that one's fun that one's fun it feels shorter for some reason it feels like there's as many stories to it but that that one that one's a good one. Um, where to go from there? Well, you got the prep and landing, right? You gotta go do prep and landing. So 2009's prep and landing, 2011's prep and landing, Naughty versus Nice, the the full sequel to it. There's a couple of shorts that were thrown in there, but these are the main two. And uh, talking about the prep and landing team of Wayne and Lanny. Or initially Wayne and his partner, and then uh, Lanny comes in as his his uh, protege, and uh, it, those are fun. Uh, it's something I remember. Two thousand and nine, whenever Disney came out, said it's going to be one of those new holiday classics, and you just kind of scoff at the idea initially. It's like oh, there's so many classics now and, and stuff. It's not going to be a, another tradition. It's kind of hard to create new traditions from some of these things, especially if you're being told this is going to be a new tradition. But they were right. Oh, I, I I have to give it to them. They were right. Naughty versus Nice and the original one are a lot of fun. Um, good story. Kids enjoy it. Second one particularly, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it. Uh, there's some in the first one, but second one particularly, you you got Disney stuff scattered throughout the uh, the film. And it's fun to try and pick those out, and you just you're enjoying the story and and the um, everything that's being told to you through it. And you just kind of wonder Wayne isn't sometimes always the best guy, is he? But he means well. He means well, and it just it's it's a nice again. You get a good story with the relationship between Wayne and his partner. Wayne is brother in the second one that it just again fits the holiday spirit it just kind of fits in with everything and um it was you know like i said oh it's gonna be another traditional movie bah humbug no it is it really is now this next one you're gonna go wait a second you just told me this one no i didn't Muppets Christmas Carol. Okay, yes, I'm back to the Muppets again. I told you there was going to be a lot of Muppets for whatever reason. But the Muppets Christmas Carol from 1992. I remember seeing it in the theaters. And if you want to hear more about it, go back to episode 67 and listen to Man Eyes review and breakdown of the movie in length of the movie and then some. We actually run longer than the entire movie. And uh, starring Michael Caine in the Muppets... Kane does a particularly great Scrooge as much as I like the Mickey one the Mickey one's very nostalgic and enjoyable to me in the the animation style that they use to draw it 
just gives you the grit and the um, the feel, uh, proper feel of the Charles Dickens Charles Dickens novel. Muppets Christmas Carol actually borrows verse from the the book, so you're actually getting lines from the book. It's one of the few ones that actually does that, and so it, it gives you more of a true true portrayal. Yeah, there's songs in it versus some of the other ones. You know, Charles Dickens did not write songs in A Christmas Carol, so. You got that with the Muppets, but you know, the song's working. It's got some beautiful songs. But, and they may take some liberties and whatnot. But the way that uh, Michael Caine portrays Ebenezer Scrooge, again, just so well done. You wouldn't think that he's working against Muppets. He, he's giving that true-to-form portrayal uh, of Scrooge. And, you know, having Gonzo as the narrator as Charles Dickens in telling lines and giving you those extra pieces of information that you don't get from any other renditions really makes this a spectacular a spectacular rendition of A Christmas Carol um, great to watch, great to enjoy some parts could be a little intense but if you know The Christmas Carol you know what to expect whenever things are moving along you get further into the story so definitely one to check out again, go back to episode 67 listen to that and really get a good sense of that movie moving on to that let's go santa claus what which one let's do all three of them why am i doing all three because i don't want to just talk about one of them i do want it's a series so i'm going to talk the whole series about the whole series uh in brief santa claus originally came out in 1994 with tim allen eric lloyd as his son judge reinhold and wendy Crewson. um great cast works well together i i do feel between the first one to the last one that you do lose some of the magic pardon the expression but personally my favorite is the second one um where it's santa claus the mrs claus where santa has to find a wife in a limited time to do that you bring in some of the the other holiday or seasonal um spirits uh characters and stuff you 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 flush it out some more but i i both the first one and the second one i i really enjoy the third one it, third one is fun and it wraps up the series um i just don't think everyone was trying as hard by the time of the third one it's just like all right we need to put out another one um, even though there still was a four-year gap between uh the second and the third versus the first and the second where there is a eight-year gap, so that that's that's quite the distance. But I I think the first and the second one do play nicely off each other. Um, it again another different take on becoming Santa Claus and doing the right thing and kind of you know kind of like Scrooge where it, you, learning your lessons and finding out oh wait a second. I should be doing this better. I should be paying more attention to that. I need to change my life around. And it it works well. Um, it works well. And it just try gives you more of the true meaning. And Tim Allen, I, I just enjoy him. I enjoy watching his stuff. And this, again, I thought was another uh, fun portrayal from him. And Eric Lloyd, as his son, does a great job as Charlie in all three movies 
Um, he kind of gets shafted a little bit in the the last movie. You're not you're not seeing him as much. But first and second movie again really are the strongers of the stronger movies of the the two. And the cast really does try and hold that movie up, uh, those movies going as well as possible. And they they do a fantastic job. And uh, again, something I just need to watch every year to really just keep the spirit and traditions going. From there, I um, I'd be amiss not to mention the Home Alone movies too. Again, only going with the first and second one. The other ones go in a whole nother direction I just not I know they exist I know they're official movies I can't fully acknowledge I don't know why I just yeah it's I don't know um but the the first two again lots of fun I remember also seeing those in theaters my goodness um but yeah the uh um just fun uh fun movies um you know, may, some parents might nowadays wonder about the uh, level of intensity and the, the action sequences in the movie um, and so the underlining story. But yeah, they're just they're a lot of fun. The kids love them. Kids love them, um, and it, it's uh, very imaginative, very ingenious. I mean, it's Christopher Columbus. It's the same guy who did the the first couple of Harry Potter movies. Um, yeah, it, it, it cinematically very well done. Good movies. John Candy's in the first one. Love seeing John Candy. Uh, so Joe Pesci as the the one uh, thief. They they do great roles. I mean, it's kind of like uh, Christmas Vacation. Definitely not a Disney movie, but it is another one of those fun ones that. I just I always laugh. I just can't help myself. I enjoy it. As much of a train wreck sometimes it is. It, I don't. I don't mean it as in a train wreck of a movie. I mean just train wreck of the situations and the scenarios that the, that play out. Um, but I can't. I can't help enjoy that one. I really, really cannot help enjoy that. But I think I'll wrap up. I'll wrap up with it's not officially a Disney one. Uh, I mean, I could I can mention th- uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I think that that goes without saying. The original Miracle on 34th Street. Wow. Um, to think that's now a Disney movie. Well, it's a, a 20th century movie, but you know, under the same umbrella. Um, I'm going to finish up with the Christmas toy, though. Um, I don't know who owns the rights to those. I think that's still under Henson, though you do have Kermit introducing it. Currently, it is available on Amazon Prime and a few other places to watch. Uh, in full with Kermit's introduction and um, wrap up at the end um, it's one of the ones and I've, I've you've heard me mention it before many times Dave Goals is one of my favorite Muppet performers I just love what he does with his characters he's he's the main uh, character in this movie uh, Rugby the Tiger and yeah some of the, the effects and stuff are a little dated it is from 1986 and it kind of does have a 1986-5, especially one of the toys that shows up. But the story of it, about... Well, one thing I think it was funny. 
I'll get back to that thought. But one thing I thought was funny is that it kind of, when rewatching it, I'm like, well, this is where you got the idea of Toy Story from. Because it kind of, it, it's the same premise. People go away, the toys come to life and play on their own. In this case, there's a catch to that, is that if they get caught out of place, you say they walk down a hallway and the person comes and they freeze, and the person finds them, they lose that ability to, to come to life, which a little bit of a darker twist, but it, it actually plays into the story. And um, I think, wow, that that's something that you would think they would put in Toy Story, but they, they didn't. Um, and for the first movie, you couldn't because otherwise you'd ru ruin the final act. But it gives it a little more peril that the kid toys just aren't free to walk around, that there there is limitations to what they can do. Uh, which is, explains why wherever you go downstairs to find look for a toy, it's, it's where you left it most of the time. But uh, some great songs, great songs, um, old friends, new friends. That uh, just to me, that's a fantastic holiday song. Uh, sometimes not even uh, holidays, but just just a, a, a song of you know longing and longing to be together and what friends and family really mean and just kind of brings everything in but it was, it was a fun fun special that uh, Jim Henson thought of uh, Emmett Otter was another another one similar to that though it came several years before this but again to me Dave Goals I love what he brings to his characters uh, when he, he sings songs it, it just means there's, I don't know he just carries so much meaning in, in his uh, in his songs when he's singing and uh yeah so christmas toy um another one that i just completely enjoy and i remember watching it in 1986 and don't watch it every year i haven't been able to watch it every year but when i do i i always i always always gain uh, it just mm, have a great time have a great time with it so i do want to hear from you i want to hear from you what is some of your favorite holiday Christmas movies, Disney or not. I, you know, like I said, I kind of went all over the place. Um, not all of mine were, were Disney related. The majority of them were. Majority of them were. And, uh, well, I also forgot, um, well, I mean, yeah, Babes in Toyland. But I do like the more original one, March of the Wooden Soldiers, with Laurel and Hardy in it. And uh, again, it, watching that every Christmas. I don't know if I've ever watched the whole thing. But it is it, it was something that I've always I remember watching it always being on. Nineteen thirty four. Can you imagine that? Stan Laurel and uh Oliver Hardy. And Mickey actually is in that one. That's that's kind of the funny thing. It is Mickey does make an appearance in that. Um so make sure to look for him. It is, it's enjoyable. Uh, it's still black and white most of the time. I think they did colorize it, and they just realized that people like the black and white. Just went back to the black and white. And uh, yeah, so it, it gets a little dark. It looks a little creepy. I mean, yeah, it's from 1934, so yes, the costume and special effects are not what you would expect from a movie. But again, you have to remember that this movie is getting close to a hundred years old. Things are a lot different now than it was then. So, 
Oh, but let me know what is some of your you must watch during the haunting season. I gotta watch this. It's not Christmas, Hanukkah, Boxing Day, Kwanzaa, whatever. It is not the holidays without Dawali. Right? That's around this time. It's not whatever my holiday is without watching this. I need to watch this. And I want to know what that one thing is from you. Let us know. Join the conversation on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast or Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. You also find us on Instagram at Disney Marvel Podcast and on Twitter at Disney Marvel's. You can also email the show with your answers, suggestions, any questions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or website, or you can use your message memo device on your phone and email us to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com, your voice message, and I will play them over on the air. Hey, end of the year is coming up. Send me some stuff and, you know, uh, your thoughts of the end of the year. Um, some well wishes into next year. We'll put them on. Come on. Keep keep things merry and bright. I want to thank you for your time. The holidays and everything coming up. Days away when this uh, this episode comes out. I know how little time everyone has. Everything's hectic and crazy. And the fact that you spent some of that time with me just really means a lot. Um, I always say this. You know I always say how much you guys mean to me. And particularly during the holiday season... Let me say just how thankful and grateful I am for all of you. Um, though we may not have met, you've, you've meant a lot to my life. And I, I really appreciate you. I really do. I really do. And, and um, thank you. Thank you for being there for me always. Um, whether you're a new listener, you've been there since the beginning or some time in between. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not to sound ungrateful, just go onto iTunes. Go onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now, and give the show a rating. This way, other people find out about the show. It just helps the show grow. Or tell other people, just word of mouth, and uh, just help this 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 family grow. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show. This way, you always know when new episodes are out. And also, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Help the show, uh, keep the show going. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvel slash support. Or find our Patreon page. Links are in the show notes. Or I just released some uh, new merchandise on uh, the Disney Marvel storefront, which the link is in the show notes. Check it out. Some new uh, new stuff, new designs that I, I, I worked on. Hey, whatever you're facing out there, and I know particularly during this holiday time, Things are a little more trying, a little more harder than usual. Uh, it's always hard during this time. And with this year, I think that just gets... There's more to that, unfortunately. But don't give up on yourself. Don't give Don't give in. You... You are so special and you are so wonderful. Don't... Don't deny yourself that. It, it it may seem troublesome and just things people are laughing people are cheery people are going on and you just don't feel it and that's okay that's okay to not feel the same as everybody else 
but doesn't make you any less special and any less important. Believe in yourself. Don't ever give up, don't ever give in, be your own hero. Find the light inside of you, grab hold and embrace it. It will guide you to better and brighter things, I promise. It may take a while, but you will get there. Now, I'd just like to end the show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. And dreams are forever. It's from Walt Disney. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy... I know um, Hanukkah has passed, but... Happy everything, everybody, and I'll see you next time.